0: Hi, friends, fellow Evolvers and curious people everywhere. Welcome to this episode of Being with Sally Wilson. I'm Sally Wilson, and I have with me today from Berlin, he, he said when, uh, when we got on the call, he said, oh, Sal, I was thinking you're probably going to have your coffee and I'm probably going to have my wine. But anyway, this wonderful man, Derek Lawrence, is sitting opposite me on the screen, and it's such a pleasure to have you. Welcome, Derek.
1: Well, um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Sally.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) as you can hear people, Derek has the most extraordinary voice. (laughs) You can hear it in his speaking voice, right? So, so, Derek is an opera singer. Um, When I first saw him, I thought he was probably a gridiron player. He's got that kind of build, but he's an opera singer. He's obviously from the States and he had success very, very early. So Derek competed in probably the most prestigious competition in the world for opera singers, the Metropolitan Opera Competition, and he won it when he was 23. And since then, and I won't tell you how old he is. In fact, I'm not sure how old he is. Um, (laughs) Since then, he has been performing all over the world in the most fantastic operatic roles he's been teaching he's recorded uh, he's got cds out you you people get the picture (laughs) but derek and it's really weird calling you derek i actually call this guy des people but i'm the only person in the world who does i think right des
1: yes and that's okay you allowed to call me des (laughs) it's okay
0: (laughs) thanks des so Tell us, it sounds, when I say, right, you won the Metropolitan Opera Competition when you were 23, it sounds like, wow, he had success really early. Can you tell us the story though, Des, behind that success?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, um, when I was, when I first started taking voice, I think I was 14 and my voice teacher, every year that the Met would come to our hometown, she would take me to the Met. And I would watch these, you know, mature singers singing and saying to myself, I remember there was a baritone singing there. And I was saying to myself, oh, am I supposed to sound like that one day? You know, every year I just loved going there. And I made it somewhere in the back of my head. I I said, I'm going to do this one day. I'm going to do this competition one day. Well, that's how it all started. And then, you know, I was... Um, I was the type and still is, but there's no competitions for me now at this age. But but I was the type, if anybody's going to pay me $10,000 to sing the best that I can for 15 minutes, I can give you that. (laughs) You know, and that was my philosophy. You know, I needed to get to schools and needed my own money and be independent. And so, and I knew I had won the George London, Grace Bumry, Sullivan, oh my goodness! I, Tucker stuff. I won all those competitions, but I knew that I wanted to do the man competition, and so I, I, I did it. It's a it's a process, you know. It's I think mm-hmm. we had three rounds at that time, and it was the first year where they chose eight people as as winners, and I just happened to be one of them, and I was young.
0: You yeah. were young, but. When you consider how long you'd already been studying, you'd already been studying voice intensively for almost mm-hmm. ten years, right? And 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 that was that was a, wasn't that a daily voice lesson with your with your teacher, or she called herself a voice builder, right? Yes,
1: yeah, she called herself a voice builder, and yes, sometimes it would it was daily. Sometimes she would give me twice a week, or but you know when you work with people of uh, that caliber and that old, old Italian school teaching. They believe in teaching you every day,
0: mm.
1: every day. And um, and I remember her saying to me one day, she said, listen, you're gonna have to make a choice. Either you're gonna play football or you're gonna study voice. You cannot come to my voice lessons tired from football practice because I would run from football practice and go to her house. And she was like, no, 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 this is not going to work. And I chose voice, you know, because my other brothers, they had played football, blah, blah, blah. And they were all bent up and broken up. And I was like, come on, just go ahead and um, use your other talent. So that's what I did. And but she was the type that, you know, she was really old school where you had to learn how to sing with candles. The, The candle had the flame of the candle had to bend a certain way all these sorts of things, and to work on your breath support. And she worked on placements. That's what she used to call it. You're going to work on your placement. And she said to me, from 14 to 18, I learned four songs. And she said, these four songs will get you into every college you want to go to. She said, with scholarships. Yeah. And I had scholarships rolling in. And she was correct.
0: So it was the hard yakka. Yeah. We call it the hard, well, the hard yakka, the hard work, but it was also the strategy.
1: Yes. She was really, I mean, you know, you, uh, there's no way today you can get the, get people to do that kind of work, you know, but I didn't know. I just thought this is what every voice teacher did at 14 years old. Yeah. You know, and she said, I could, I wasn't allowed to sing anywhere at all for a while. And she said, because, You're young and your voice is going through the break. She said, and I can make or break you right now. Yeah. So you only do what I tell you to do. Yeah. Vocally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of people now, I mean, the idea of daily voice lessons, I I would have loved that, but a lot of people just don't have the money. They can't do it now. So, you know, back then um, there was also often a degree of generosity on the teacher's part, recognizing talent and saying, yep, this kid can go places, I'm gonna work with this kid, right?
1: Well, yeah, you know, and she was like, well, if I'm gonna give you daily lessons, because I wanted, there was a competition coming. I, I, I was with her for, um, I think maybe my third or fourth lesson, and a teacher in my high school said, uh, listen, look into this Omega uh, sci-fi competition, I want you to compete in this, in the classical voice division, and I took this to my teacher and I said oh I, w- I would like to do this she said you haven't you only been with me for uh, you know a couple of weeks or so or more and she said are you ready to work and I was like yeah I'm ready to work you know I, I didn't know what that meant yeah long story short short she worked me I mean she really worked me and I won second place in my first vocal competition
0: yeah 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 so. because I think there's And I think you probably agree with me. A lot of people now, you know, they see people having success on TV or success in competitions and, you know, winning the voice or whatever. Um, And there's this expectation that success is going to happen really quickly, just like that. And there's not necessarily work behind it. Like, it's just it's a false impression that our society has built up now. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I can mainly speak, well, you know, I, I listen to all types of music and I all type, because that's what I like, all types of music. And, you know, and my children are also musicians and things like that. I listen to their music or whatever. But when I speak about voices that, that are, but this goes for all voices, but I'm going to speak mainly about classical voices. You know, there's no skipping steps mm. when it comes to singing. Yep. Because what happens is, you start a career, you go into a career, and all of a sudden you start having troubles with something yep. in your technique. And it's, sometimes it's not your technique; it's just your being, it's your young body. Your body is just not ready for certain things.
0: Or your young. And mind, then what right?
1: happens? You have to go back and learn, relearn, or learn what you didn't learn, what you should have learned
0: the first time. Yep. And we've both seen so many singers who, and and by the way, people, we are talking about singing here, but this goes for every area of life in my book.
1: Amen. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Um,
0: and, and Derek and I, we've both seen so many singers who get out there, they've skipped, as Derek said, some of the steps and they burn out in some way or other, whether it's their technique, their vocal technique. So their craft, they haven't mastered their craft to the point where they can really sustain it. In a good career. Yeah. Um or mentally they 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 haven't got the the self belief or there's some aspect missing because when you're working on the voice, the thing is the voice reflects everything. The voice reflects everything that's going on in your whole being. Would you agree with me, yes. Derek? Would you speak to yes, that? Yes, I
1: totally agree. I actually agree. I totally agree. And I believe also when you start taking voice lessons, at that same time, you should get yourself a psychiatrist so she can work on the other side of yourself. <laughs> did of you? you, you know, did maybe. you have that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I should have. But you know, <laughs> but I think that's what should happen. Yep. Because when you're studying voice and get you're getting very deep yep. in into someone's psyche, you're getting very, you know, it's a very personal thing mm. because there's no two voices alike, and what you give. Is only yours. Yeah. And it's coming yep. from a personal place. Yep. You and understand, and you have to break those walls down sometimes in order to get to that voice.
0: Totally, and and that's why I love doing the work that I do nowadays because I get yes. to help people break down those walls, and it doesn't take a long time. It doesn't no. have to take a long time. You no, know? it doesn't. People think you it's can just
1: it's, it's it's it's. I remember years ago. I mean. Yeah, very long. Uh, when I was just started college, and someone said to me one time, uh, I'm not going to say who, but someone said to me once, you know, you're only able to communicate through music. You, 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 you. When it comes to us having an open conversation about something, you can't do that. But when you stand on the stage, that's when you speak. And I had to, I had to really learn. How to be able I mean to learn how to have a really real deep conversation, that's and I think my music taught me how to do that,
0: yeah really, yep,
1: yeah
0: oh, totally, that's so interesting. I'm getting goosebumps,
1: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is also with the with the 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 younger generation of opera singers that's coming along, you know the the, the generation that came before me, they also probably said the same thing about us. But, and it could be true to a certain extent, but in my sense, I was lucky because I had the teacher I had from the very beginning. Yeah. And she was already in her late eighties when I was working with her. And she didn't, she died at a hundred years old. So, and she studied with Boghetti and all these Italian people. So she came to me and taught me some things at the very beginning. So when I got to college, I remember my first vocal teacher in college saying to me in one of my lessons, we, we had, you know, there was a von Williams song. I think, "Whither Must I Wonder? That was this, uh, this von Williams song. And he assigned that song to me and I came back the next week and we were working on it. And he stopped after I finished and he said to me, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> and he said, you're very sensitive. He said, and you're probably too sensitive for your own good. I'll never forget that. Mm. I'll never forget that. But what I'm saying, I say all this today, is that people really need to stop and stop, sit and really rework really on those little, the smallest things. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, the smallest things in music sometimes make the biggest difference. You know what I mean? Totally. You know. Don't think about this. Think about this little, you know, oh, this vowel right here. This air vowel is too open.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you if you open that vowel too much, you're going to ruin the whole phrase. Yep. And, and it's not going to be an international sound.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: going to be your local theater sound. You understand what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's those
1: types of things. Yeah.
0: And, and also the, the journey as a singer. And again, I would say in any walk of life, if you're motivated by... As you said earlier, when we were chatting just before this recording actually, Des, if you're motivated through honesty and sincerity and a desire to walk your talk, you keep growing yeah. and you keep improving. And there are always things to work on. And I, when I met you, Des, um, I was already having a career. I was in yeah. Germany. I'd been in the States. Yeah. I'd been in the UK. I, I was having a really good yeah. time, but I still recognized that I was not fully able to be the servant of the music that I wanted to be. There was still some technical things and I'd had some good teachers and they'd all taught me stuff, but I still knew there was something missing. And it wasn't actually until I started working with you where I was like, aha, yep, these are the missing bits of the puzzle.
1: Yeah. And we got the best Lady Macbeth out of you. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) And I still pull her out, Des. I still pull her out.
1: (laughs) That's great. (laughs) <laughs> That's great, you know, because it takes that much. And I still study, I still work on my voice. Like for instance, I'm was um, in a, a part of another group and I was telling them the other night, I said, you know, I'm going to do this. I was, I've was i been trying to do this 30 day vocalist thing. Every day, especially during these days and time, get up and do some vocally. The first day I did it because I hadn't sung in so long. I did one, I think one scale. I thought I was going to (laughs) faint because I was so out of shape. But you know, the best thing about that is I knew exactly what to do to get myself in shape. Yep. You understand? And like I I tell people all the time, especially students, listen, your teachers, your voice teachers cannot follow you all over the world. So. What, what happens you wake up one morning and you feel a little certain way in your throat, da-da-da-da, this, this, this. What do you do? I said, when I feel that way and I'm somewhere, unless I'm really ill, that happened to me in Poland um, about two years ago, I think. I just, I was ill and I couldn't sing, but I called the doctors to the theater. I said, come on here, if something was going on. Give me this, give me that. And I went out anyway. Mm -hmm. I went out anyway, and I was fine. But the thing is, if you wake up in the morning and things are not working, you have to know how to work with your vocal cords. Yes. You have to know how to massage them, bring them back together. Acutitivo, you know what I mean? Yes, and work it out, get it together, put them cords together, and and, and throughout the day, easy, easy, and and you can Mm -hmm. work it out. But see, this is what I'm saying. These are little things that we all need as singers, you know, and but these days everybody look at the big picture. Everybody look, oh, I want to be a star. Oh, I want to be a star. I say, you want to be a star, you can't even damn breathe. What the hell are you (laughs) talking about? Get out of here. You know what you you can't even breathe. You don't even, first of all, you don't even have one language in your head. Yeah not one foreign language in your head, mm-hmm. you know? And this girl I worked with once and she was singing, I forgot what she was singing, but I remember her saying, so spat though, so though. I said, what is that? So spat though, so though. I said, you need to close that. Bar. But no, the Italian uh, uh, book said it's an open A. I said, but that's an open, you're opening the wrong thing, my dear. You know, and I said, I would love for you to go to Italy and try to sing that on stage and get booed. Mm -hmm. And there's these types of things, because Sally, school can't teach you everything.
0: It can't. It can't. Mm -mm. And also, you know, as we were saying before, if you miss some steps when you're in your career Mm -hmm. and you don't know this stuff, you're messed up. You know, like if if you miss steps, if you don't have confidence in your technique, and as you say, you wake up feeling a little bit, you know, throaty or whatever, yeah. and you don't know how to handle it, you know, it's, it's the most unnerving thing. And I tell you what, there are a lot of really, how should I say, um, <laughs> mildly obsessive singers out there because I think they don't have the confidence in their technique. They don't know when, you know, if they wake up feeling a little bit dodgy, They don't know what to do about it. And so then the question is in their mind, well, do I cancel? Do I do something? What do I do? What do I do? And, you know, there are so many questions going on in their mind. Instead of being able to sit back and say, right, this is how I work with it. It's going to be okay. Um, And then also recognizing when they're sick enough that they're not going to be okay and they really shouldn't sing. You know, those are important things Mm -hmm. to know. And, And when people are full of doubt, it's very, very hard to just stay grounded and, Just follow the steps. You don't know what they are, right?
1: Yeah, but the thing is, you know, uh, uh, technique is like putting all the puzzles together, you know, bringing A, B, C and D and putting all those together and doing all these things that we have to do with vocal technique. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. We have to build all this technique in order to have freedom. Yes. We have to have freedom. You cannot stand on a stage and think you're going to interpret a role and you're thinking about technique the whole night mm-hmm. and unfortunately this is what we see often mm-hmm. you know this is this is what's happening on the stages all the time and um and again we're going back to this place you you have to work on technique so much so that you can have the, like the german say freiheit in mm-hmm. your singing
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and and all these types of things i think it's very, very important. And technique is, uh, I don't know, I can talk all day about technique and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, have you ever gone to a performance and a a conductor told me once, when you go into a performance, opera performance, just sit there first as the opera began and the people started to sing and close your eyes to see if those people are moving you. Don't even look at them. See if they're, if what they're saying is moving you. And then, you know, I do that sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you realize, wow, that's a pretty voice, but that's it. Mm. It's just a pretty voice. Yeah. You know, and that's it. And it's just sort of like, for me, that's boring. Yeah. You know, if you're on the upper stage, I would assume that you can sing. Uh, What else are you going to give us? Mm. You know, and then, you know, are there, is there any artistry is there anything there you understand mm. so anyway sorry I think I got off on something else
0: no that's it's really important I mean the technique is a means to an end it like you say it's the means to freedom it's the means to artistic yeah. freedom but you gotta have it <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that's
1: right yep and um and, and today is different in today is different you know um I uh this young man wrote me and he was going to do a debut um, in um, Europe in the prestigious opera house. And he, he wrote me first, he sent me his music and he sent me uh, a role that I, you know, he sent the music. It's a role that I've sung many times. And I was actually honored that he wanted my input on it and everything. And so I listened to it and I said, okay, you know, and then the next day he contacted me and we were speaking about the role and all these types of things. I hadn't said anything about the recording. Yeah, hadn't said anything about the recording at all. And then every time I would say, well, in this phrase, this and this and this, or that and that that, or blah, 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 blah. blah. And every time he would say something, about his brand. Yeah, but my brand, this, my brand, and he went on about this damn brand. <laughs> blah 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 And I say, hey, her off. Stop enough. Uh, you know, if you work on the product, you wouldn't have to think about your brand so damn much. <laughs> work on the product. How dare you? I got into him. I said, here, you sent me a recording of you singing a Verdi role, and you barely have an E flat in your throat. And you want to talk about your brand. I said, here you are wanting to sing Amonasro, and you come to me and you say your first words, no tradia, and then he goes into su padre. And I said, and you're going su padre and put a mentee down. Padre, do you realize that you're a king? A king would never, uh, 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 this portamento is changing you. It's changing the whole buildup, the whole character of this man, Amanazzo. Amanazzo is also a king and he's a strong man. I said, see, these are the things you need to work on instead of thinking about your brand. And then your brand will probably speak for itself.
0: Yes. Those he words. said, well, I heard
1: other Italians, Tor-pa-de-re. I said, I don't care what you heard. That yep. doesn't do anything for, and I said, stop thinking all that in this Italian music.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you make a good point there too. Um, it, You know, he, it, he was coming from a place of what he'd heard, right? Not what yes. he felt internally. And when you're working it, on an operatic role, you've got to embody it. You've got to know what yes. that character is, who that character is how they express themselves, and that's all reflected mm-hmm. in the music and the voice. Yeah. And also what yeah. you said, you know, if you work on your product, the brand will speak for itself. And, and that's forgotten in so many areas these days, right? hmm Yeah.
1: And I think we have. there has always been a brand, if I'm honest, with artists. We have always had a brand, but we didn't know it. Oh, we knew it and we just, it, we didn't have social media. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: When we was coming up and when I was coming up, you know, social media, we didn't have any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so your brand was when you stood your butt on the stage. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. your brand. Yep. That was it. <laughs> yep. And, um, and now it's, 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 it's really, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, there are some really wonderful uh, young singers out here today. That really having nice careers, but I did say singers. Mm. I did not say artists. Mm. You know, and my thing is, just because you have a voice doesn't make you a singer, and yep. just because you're a singer does not make you an artist. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And yeah, really- and I would fight anybody to the end with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tell you what, I wouldn't want to fight you, Diz. <laughs> <laughs> You actually make me think of when I first went to the states and I was doing all these, um, these competitions. Nat's Nat's, Nats competitions. I think they yes, were. Nat's. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really aware that I didn't really have a technique, right? Um, I didn't have a technique but I knew that most other people had techniques, but they didn't have the drama. They didn't have the music or the artistry or stuff. And I certainly yeah. couldn't sing how I wanted to. And I couldn't express myself fully in the way I wanted to. Cause as we said earlier, you know, your technique allows you to be free, but I recognised that I was going to be offering something on stage that they were not. And as a result, even yeah. lacking a good technique. And I don't advise this by the way, this is just where I was at the, at the time when I look back even without a decent technique, I was winning those competitions because most singers weren't offering anything that was really moving.
1: Yes, exactly. Because it came from your soul. Mm. It came from a place. You know. Let me tell you something. And this is something. I was eighteen, and I was um, um, had made some in the. I was in a competition, and I had made it to the last round to receive. A full scholarship, four-year scholarship to North Carolina School of the Arts. And before that, I had I was winning competitions everywhere, you know, and I got a little pompous. You know, I was young, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. I'm done, here we go to the next round of this competition. I get to this competition, and it was the best of singers. And I'll never forget hearing this singer this color tour just going off. Oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. And I was sitting backstage, you know, it was a big concert where, um, um, what's the jazz player name? He gave me my award, Goodman, Benny Goodman. Oh, wow. He, He gave me my prize at the end, but I was sitting there in a chair and my mother was coming backstage before she went into the house and she saw me. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. I said, I'm just a little, a little nervous hearing all those voices. I mean, it's unbelievable. She said, listen, this is my mother. She always start with listen. She said, listen, what's the one thing that you have that they don't have? She said, whatever it is, you got 15 minutes to think about it. <laughs> and I sat there and I really literally thought about it. Yep. You understand? I yep. really and. Long story short, I won the competition. Yep. You know, because sometimes music can help you with your technique. Oh, yeah. Certain, yeah, it helps you with the technique, but you've got to be smart enough to know how 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 that is. Yes. And that goes back to you, you know, because it was heartfelt. It came from a place. Then that, that thing you can't teach. Either you have that or not. You understand what I'm saying? Mm.
0: But I would I would say, I'll just add to that, even sometimes it's a matter of unlocking it in people because I remember I did a, a masterclass when I was at mm-hmm. the Melbourne Con when I was really, really early on. And yeah. I was singing this song that I felt so deeply and I felt like I was being expressive and I, I just mm-hmm. loved this song. And at the end of it, <laughs> the person taking the masterclass said, well, you could have been singing about, you know, brushing your teeth in the morning or eating your cornflakes. And I was like, what, really? I mean, I had thought that all that I was feeling was coming out, was being translated, was, was, was accessible to my audience, and it wasn't. And that was like mm-hmm. one of those aha moments. It's like, oh, just me feeling it doesn't necessarily mean it's going out there unless I'm intentional about that. <laughs> That's right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, you know, but the thing is, and that's that's a thing to work on. Mm. That's that's a certain thing to work on. I mean, because people have to remember that singing comes from the inside out,
0: yeah,
1: it comes from the inside out, and I think of four places when I and that's your breath, your vocal cords, and, and turn the voice, but when you come in from your breath, you got to go through your heart.
0: Yeah.
1: And from your heart to your throat and you have to give the people your sound. And that's uh, something one has to uh, master. You know, mm-hmm. you know, people, like you said, oh, I was feeling it. And I was like, well, I didn't feel anything. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's something that has to be mastered. And it's mastered in your technique and in your interpretation.
0: Yeah. and unlocking, Yeah. And unlocking that... Um, I don't even know what to call it. That that the desire, I suppose, or the the I don't know. It's just unlocking the the flow. Let's call it the flow. You know, letting it yeah. flow out. Because when yeah. I was when I was thinking that I was being all expressive, it was it was getting stuck somewhere. <laughs> it wasn't coming all yeah. the way out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but think about it. When a soprano, especially, I'm going to use a soprano for uh example mm-hmm. um when a soprano have to sing a pianissimi let and me so ask you,
0: just let me say let sing? me just say um si- listeners for people who don't know what that is that means in a note that's really really quiet
1: <laughs> yes and when she has to sing that normally she sings that when in in in, in an opera yeah in, you know, in a Yes, or, and you know how I my Italian voice teacher, my old Italian voice teacher said to me, it, it, you know, and she was a soprano and she said, tesoro.
0: Treasure. She said,
1: a pianissimi <laughs> is done from the heart to the vocal cords. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? She said, yes, that's a pianissimi. Mm-hmm. She said, sure, I can go into all these details about how to do it technically, you understand? But if a pianista comes at a certain, like in traviata, you know, she, you know, she said, it's from the heart to the throat
0: mm.
1: and you release it. That's a pianissimo. And she said, and it has to be done with your heart.
0: Yeah. And
1: you know, the young sopranos that's listening to me, try that sometimes.
0: Well, I remember Just when you told me that. interpret the role,
1: look at what you're saying, <laughs> understand what you're saying. And trust me that that pianissimo is going to come in a certain part of that music and just try it differently, more from an interpretive place. And it happens.
0: Oh, it does. And I, I Honestly, I remember that was another aha moment I had with you, Des, because, you know, um, for people who haven't fully mastered this stuff, pianissimo can often be really difficult, particularly when they're up high in the voice. So it depends on the voice. You know, it's different for everyone. Yeah. But it's something that... Um, when I first came to see you I was like, oh it's okay but it didn't always feel reliable for me mm-hmm. um, but as soon as it became a thing that you you sing from your heart it's not about technique it's from the heart and you know when, yeah. when it, it, technique and interpretation you know they can't be they can't be separated you know they', they they're, no they're so intertwined and interlinked and, you know, and as soon as I got that, you know, pianissimi became easy and delightful and reliable. I know, right? Oh my (laughs) goodness. That was a relief, that one. That was great. It
1: it, it makes a huge difference. I I remember hearing a, a vocal teacher say to some students once, I don't want to see anything about interpretation. I'm only working technically. Mm-hmm. And all the teachers I've ever had in my life worked them both at the same time. Yep. Because they helped each other. Yep. They helped each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and I just thought that was just the most best. Uh, I, mean, just, I mean, I couldn't even believe this teacher said that. But, you know, people teach differently. But I was like, it would be much easier for them and you <laughs> if yeah. they can learn how to do this together. You know, it's something that's done together. You know? You know, like I get on these bases, some of the bases they come (laughs) in. I said, what the hell is that? What is all that? You know, sing it. Stop all that damn barking. You know, We, we have enough barkers out here. Stop that and show your beautiful voice and stop all that crap. Who taught you how to do that? Yeah. You know? And yeah. so, and these these types of things, and oh man, listen, you know me, I can go all day about talking about <laughs> this Diz. stuff and think I've experienced on stage with me singing Scarpia and this woman, you know.
0: So Scarpia, people. Thought, so tell just hmm. tell the listeners who aren't musicians about that role, Des.
1: Um, Scarpia is from the opera Tosca, you know, and I'm another Berservec, you know. I'm I'm the he's a baron, bad guy, you know. Yes. And yeah, this girl, this particular soprano. She wouldn't move all night. The whole night she was reciting technique on stage. Yeah, the entire night. Yeah. And we got to, you know, uh, the um, second act l'amor de la diva. And I had to actually literally push her. <laughs> in a way, not to hurt her, but push her so that she can do something because soon after that, she's going to stab me. She's going to kill
0: me. This is the character he's talking about, people, the character, not not him personally. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) But, you know, I had gone the whole entire night with this woman sitting there reciting technique.
0: Yeah.
1: And she was supposed to be this big-time singer, and I was just like, Mm. get out of here, you Mm. know. But we see this kind of crap all the time. Yep. All the time. And it's yep. horrible.
0: And and again, no. again, I honestly think that all of this stuff we're talking about can be translated into any area of your life. There, most people listening to this won't be musicians, won't be singers. But just imagine if you could bring that kind of intention and feeling to whatever it is you do.
1: Because whatever it is you do in your life and and well, you have to have a certain type of discipline. Mm-hmm. You have to have a certain type of discipline. And if you can't be honest with anybody else, you have to be honest with yourself. Mm. You have to be honest with yourself and then you're gonna free yourself up. You're gonna free everything in your life up, you know, you know. be honest with yourself, yeah. you know, be honest with yourself. That doesn't mean you have to go out and tell the world, oh, I'm honest now, I'm gonna tell you everything I know. <laughs> uh, no, it's about freeing yourself. Yeah. And you can breathe, mm-hmm. then you can breathe. You know, I mean, yeah, and the thing is, going back to singing, you know, we're always learning. And I think when a singer or an artist, a painter, or any, kind of artist, any kind of artist, when you think you've gotten to the place in your life that you know everything about singing or whatever your fach is, but, you but need he, quit. He
0: didn't... Okay, people, just letting you know, he didn't say what you think, he just said fach is <laughs> like oh, voice voice category voice categories. Yeah. So for example, a fach, it's a German word, a soprano or you know, a soprano is a fach. It's a voice um, sort of category yeah. or classification. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. you know, I dare people, and I, I've done this with myself also often. I just dare people to just be themselves. Yeah. Be themselves. You understand? You know, it's like, it's much easier for for me to be me than you. You understand? And and just be yourself and accept who you are and what you are and how you are. You know, I know there are certain things about myself. I said, okay. All right, Derek. All right, chill out. Chill out! I don't you know? Just relax. Don't let that happen. Don't go there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: And, or, and I know there's certain things that triggers me. Also, mm-hmm. there's certain things that triggers me. But I've, as I've gotten older, I've learned how to control that. Of course, mm-hmm. you understand. When I was younger, no. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm, I'm, I've got that under control. You know, because I want to be so honest with myself. Mm. I really do. Because then it makes me not only, a th- I'm not even thinking about singing, it makes me a better person. Yeah. It makes me a better person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I'm, then you're on stage, you can be honest. And it's much easier to be honest on stage. Move me. If I see you on the stage singing, I know you can sing. So just move us. Mm. Just move us. And just be, you know, authentic, your authentic self. There's no one else. There's not another Sally Wilson in the world. They may have your name, but they're not you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so and we have to, and we have to, you should, we should enjoy that. You know what I mean? Mm. We should actually enjoy that. Wow. This. you know, like there's people you've heard, Sally. Oh my goodness. You sound like this person. Oh, you sound like, no, you don't.
0: Yeah.
1: No, you don't. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our own sounds. And I remember also years ago in college, I spent an entire summer listening to Hans Hutter, famous bass, baritone bass from Germany. And I was just 19 and I loved it. I learned every aria on the album. Mm -hmm. And then when school started, I went into my voice lessons and I was trying to sing like this man. Mm -hmm. And my teacher was like, no, what are you doing? No, 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 no. And I mean, this, I'll never forget. It went on from September to March. It was hard. Mm -hmm. And my teacher was like, no, 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 no. And he was working with me, working, working, working. And one day he gave me some Wolf Lita. Uh, the composer, Wolf. And all of a sudden I finished it and he said, that's your sound. Mm -hmm. That's your sound. Don't you ever, ever lose it again. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something, from that day on up until this day today, I still, I think about that and I often, when I'm warming up or whatever, I say, this is your sound. Don't try to." you know, manufacture something that's not in you, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, this is yours. And and I love it when someone say, you know, I can hear three or four notes of you and I know it's you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, what else can you ask for? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, and that's just, so again, it's about being honest with yeah. yourself, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. And I, well, I, I think, you know, <laughs> they're amazing words to finish our episode with two days, you know, being yourself, being authentic. Yeah. You know, and we all we all need to be reminded sometimes, you
1: know. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do, you know, and um, and it's okay because and also for singers, not be so hard on yourself, you know. It's 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 something you learn it all the time. You know, I mean, I remember just having this place in my singing where it was just like this it was fixed in this certain place the whole time and other teachers as I as I got older they had to really get me open enough to just find the the bloom of my sound you understand you go through different phrases but no one ever had to teach me how to have placement because I learned that as a child
0: yeah 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 Yeah. And and
1: it's the honesty
0: yeah yeah and it's and and not only singers but but you know all of us um so many of us bully ourselves we beat ourselves up all the time yeah and let me tell you it doesn't help anything (laughs) it doesn't help you get better it doesn't help you have a happier life you know so Mm -mm. so as derek said you know let's all just be a bit kinder to ourselves right
1: yeah and my mother used to say this is a good one to end on my mother used to say live while you are
0: alive <laughs> that's such i love your mom <laughs> she was a wonderful yes. woman yeah. yes yeah yeah thank you so much for joining us today des it, it, thank you've you. you've been so generous with you know your stories your wisdom your ideas um and also your honesty thank you
1: Yeah. Thank you. I love this interview. Thank you
0: very much. Thank you, Dez. And if people want to connect with you on um, social media um, or however, like if they want to know when you're performing or what's coming up, how's the best, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, they can look on my Instagram or either uh, Facebook, but, uh, there's only a couple of things I think that's coming up now due to the pandemic, yeah. but um, there are soon as things clear up um, there are some things in the works that yeah. I'll be doing.
0: And so New what York. are, and so what are the, um, on, on Instagram or Facebook? Is it Derek Lawrence?
1: Um, I think, on Instagram is D I mean, D L A Z L A W D Laz Law mm-hmm. on Instagram and Derek Lawrence on Facebook.
0: Yeah, and I know it's your daughter who's um, getting you on social media more, so good, good oh, on you. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: And she having me buying all these expensive telephones because, <laughs> you know, I have dad, and she said to me once, how, wh- how can you call yourself a serious artist dad if you don't have Instagram? <laughs> no, I was like, no, you really? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, so that's why I have it.
0: yeah okay well thanks again des it's been such a pleasure talking with you
1: always a pleasure miss sally (laughs) always a pleasure
0: so listeners um we'd love it if you were to you know think of somebody who you think would really benefit from listening to to this episode and and consider sharing it with them um you can also leave a review if you want to or stars or whatever you like. We'd appreciate that because it just means that more people actually get to know about us. Um, and it's, you know, it's our intention really to, to just talk about aspects of being human that affect us all. Um, so please feel free to do that. And also, if you connect with me on social media, that's um, Instagram or Facebook at I am Sally Wilson you'll have the opportunity to actually uh, meet our upcoming guests and post your questions for them if you have specific things you'd like me to ask. So thank you for being here today, listeners. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of this great community. Thanks again, Des. And listeners, I look forward to meeting with you over the waves next time.